Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. In fact, baby steps are the perfect way to start this episode. Would you not agree, Christine Co? I do agree, Asha Dornfest. <laughs> So, uh, you know, as you know, listeners, this summer, we've been uh, sort of on our own little summer schedule. We've been alternating um, new podcast episodes with live conversations on the Edit Your Life Facebook page. And it's been really, really fun to actually change things up a little bit just for the summer. Um, but uh, around the July 4th holiday, we took a little we just took a little holiday break. But Christine had this really great idea. Um I think spurred on by something else we had talked about earlier to create this list of 100 life skills you could teach your kids in five minutes or less. And the idea was that summer is this perfect time for kids to really pivot away from all the academics and the, you know, in your head kind of learning and instead, you know, turn toward life skills. And and, you know, I think we were just trying to get across the idea that it's actually easier than you think to teach them some of these skills. So anyway. Uh, we put our heads together for a list and she turned the list into a shareable graphic and a printable PDF that you could hang on your fridge. Well, this graphic just exploded. It was How many people have seen this graphic by now, Christine? Uh, I haven't checked in a little bit, but the last time I checked, it was shared by over 1.5,000 people and viewed over 185,000 times, which is like kind of crazy because, you know, we've been working on the Internet for like a dozen years or more. Uh, and I've never had something be like that, I don't know, shared or viewed or whatever. So anyway, but regardless of those numbers, I was just glad that it proved helpful and useful to so many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really did. And I think that, I mean, it clearly resonated with a lot of people, myself included, actually, because sometimes you just need a little reminder, you know, like you need a little list to follow to remind you to take a second look at your family's habits and patterns. I mean, I know that we get my family, I get into certain, you know, habits in um, in thinking about what my kids can do and what they can't do, even at this stage, given that they're teenagers. I mean, less so now, but certainly when they were younger. And it's just really helpful to be reminded that 
hey, actually, uh, maybe I should recheck that. Maybe we should, you know, revisit some of these things. And maybe my kids could do that themselves. Or at the very least, I could show them how to do it. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, for me, I, I think maybe part of my motivation was that, especially this summer, I am juggling all of my work. My work does not stop at all during the summer um, with very little camp, <laughs> which I seem like I, I mentioned this like with some regularity, how like disorganized. No, it's a combination of disorganized and wanting to actually be a little more in the moment. So it's it's a struggle. But uh, yeah, so this summer I was very much like, OK, time to equip myself, my kids with life skills. And this reminds me that the inspiration point was our Facebook Live where I talked about teaching Laurel hashtag toilet life skills. <laughs> and that's where it all started because the toilet chain had come off the thing and I was like, I'm going to fix it to her because she came to me saying that the toilet wasn't working. It wasn't clogged, but it was not <laughs> the handle wasn't working. And I thought, hey, perfect time to teach her this. So the next time it happens, she can just do it herself. It was quite beautiful. Well, it was funny because I was trying to remember, like, what was toilet life skills again? How did we come up with that? And now I'm remembering that story. And and, and then here's a little behind the scenes glimpse. I remember at one point you sent me a message saying, what is that little chain thingy in the toilet called again? And I was Googling, like, what is that thing called? It's called the pull chain. And it was so funny that I was Googling that. Be careful what you Google, Asha Dornfest. Okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. But this is this is what we go through for you, Edit Your Life Show listeners. We Google toilet pull chains. Uh, no, anyway, seriously, uh, we just figured that, you know, given that this resonated with so many people, it would really be teaching kids life skills would be a great topic to discuss in more detail. You know, how do we teach our kids life skills? How do we know when they're ready to learn a new skill or a skill for the first time, for that matter? And. Uh, this one's on my mind. What if we're late out of the gate and our kids are already in middle or high school and you look around and find out that six year olds are, you know, cooking uh, multi-course dinners and your kids don't know how to scramble an egg? Like, that's uh, I'm not saying my kids don't know how to scramble eggs, but I'm just saying that, you know, we start at different times and sometimes I know that feeling can be a little intimidating. So anyway. We have thoughts about all of these things, which we will discuss. We do have thoughts. As you know, I am all about micro-improvements. And if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations, and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited-time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com slash edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. 
And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And what aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. But before we get there, we just wanted to send up a quick reminder that with every new podcast episode, we share a related conversation prompt on our Facebook page. So this week's question is, what life skill do you most want your kids to learn this summer? Go to facebook.com slash edit your life show and look for the question of the week, which we pinned to the top of the page. And while you're there on the Facebook page, don't miss that 100 life skills graphic that we're talking about uh, that we posted earlier in the month. And go ahead and share it if you think it's something that would help your friends or start an interesting conversation with them. Or you can also print the PDF. Christine included a link there and um, you can just hang the PDF, you know, hang the printable on your fridge and see how many life skills you can your kids can learn this summer. That might be sort of fun. Um, Anyway, we'll post these links in the show notes as well. But the easiest way, if you're already on the Facebook page to quickly get there is to click the photos link in the menu on the left hand side of the page. Okay. All right. Shall we shall we get started? Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to start um, by recommending that when you go on this adventure is to convey to your kids how little the time, how little time the task in question will take. So, you know, part of the reason I really wanted us to brainstorm and orient our thinking around life skills that could be taught in five minutes or less is that because the reality is there is a lot of day to day stuff, decluttering, food management, whatever. It takes time and it can feel hard to loop kids into those processes. So when I had that hashtag toilet life skills moment with Laurel, I think one of the things that I was struck by was I literally said to myself, dang, that took less than one minute to teach her this thing. And now I do not have to hold the keys to toilet management in this house and I'm living my best life. (laughs) So I really, I, I really cannot tell you already. We're only part of the way through summer, but how many times I have said already to Laurel and Vi, come over here. I'm going to teach you something you need to know, and it will only take one minute. So it's, mm. it's actually been kind of awesome. Mm. Well, this is where, this is where, uh, you know, real life dovetails with baby steps because let's face it, you know, a one minute skill is a baby step because it's most likely part of a, larger conglomeration of skills, i.e. fixing a toilet. You know what I mean? So um, I think that is wonderful. And I do think that the reason that this uh, list was different was that five minutes or less made it totally accessible. I've seen lists of 100 life skills you can teach your kids. And I went running away being intimidated by it because it would say things like, you know, cook dinner. And it was like, ah, I can't, you know, teaching my kids to cook dinner. 
but I can certainly teach my kids to grate cheese. You know what I mean? So I love that list for that reason. And I think conveying the time not only makes it accessible for us, it makes it accessible for them. It's also a bit of a marketing maneuver. You know, you're sort of lowering the lowering the threat level. So that's great. Um, okay, so my first tip of this episode is also a little bit of mental preparation for your kids. And that is to stress uh, to them that very few people get a new skill right the first time or the second or the third time. So build in right away that expectation that they probably won't get it right the first time. It probably won't be easy the first time. You probably won't feel comfortable. And, um, you know, I think that the the context for this is that along with actually learning these concrete life skills, another big life skill they're learning from this whole process is frustration tolerance. Um, we all have to learn how to deal with stuff not being easy or right immediately. And I mean, this is most things in life, isn't it, really? I mean, just not everything comes easily or immediately. And the more kids can sort of get that experience into their bones and, and experience it from a lot of different angles, the more resilient they will be going forward. Mm-hmm. Yes, co-signed frustration tolerance. I like that. It's very fancy sounding and really, really important. So for all of us. Yes. Me included. <laughs> yeah, totally. Me too. Yeah. Okay. That's that's awesome. I love that. Uh, my next tip is to, you know, in in the work I do in sex ed uh, with one of my clients, we always talk about teachable moments and stuff like that. And it totally applies here. So I would say use a recent experience or one that is in front of you right in that moment as a catalyst for life skill uh, learning. So I would say that a majority of our laundry lessons around here have come from somebody not being able to find their socks or not being able to find their underwear or whatever. So I often use those moments to say, okay, so here's the thing. If you want to guarantee that this won't happen again, let's teach you how to use the laundry machine. Um, that kind of thing. And just thinking in advance, um, a little bit. Uh, so that's, that's been a real underwear, clean underwear is a big motivator around here. (laughs) (laughs) Laundry machine. (laughs) Laundry machine. Yeah. No, I, uh, I completely agree with that. Um, uh, that is especially useful with, um, teenagers because I think, um, at least in my experience, my two kids are very much looking out at the real world and realizing that it is going to be their next step in life. And suddenly they're going, Oh man, you know, like being a grown up is hard and you have to know how to do all these things. So there is, additional motivation for them to actually learn this stuff. And so when I directly connect it that way, you know, I call them move out skills. I think we might have talked about move out skills somewhere else in in our podcast uh, history. I'm going to have to look through our old episodes to link that up. But um, it suddenly makes it totally relevant. Um, and that's the other beauty of, of life skills learning as opposed to academic learning. That connection's not always clear to kids. Like, how is this going to help me in the future? I mean, I personally believe that there are all sorts of reasons why academic skills are helpful, even when they're not directly helpful. But this really is directly helpful. So it is great to just communicate that in a straightforward way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's another communication tip. Um, and that is that when kids say, I'm really bad at this, or they say that even before you start, um, you can counter with, you're not good at this yet. <laughs> Again. 
this is another way to communicate the idea that you don't get things right right away. And um, it's so it's sort of a variation on what I was talking about. But I think it's really important to have different kinds of language for this notion of practice and this notion of gradual expertise. So, it, it you know, it applies to so many things. It's so easy for kids to say, I'm not good at math. And it's really easy for us to say that, too. I'm terrible at drawing or I'm not good at fixing things when really it's less about talent or, you know, some sort of gift. And it's really more about experience. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, it's sort of funny. This is a little bit of an aside, but I just have to mention it because uh, I don't know. Did you ever see the movie Lady Bird? I did. I saw it on an airplane recently. (laughs) Genius, genius movie, especially if you have uh, teenagers. So I recommend that movie. But one of the really just funny little moments in that movie was, uh, you know, the main character is telling somebody at her school that she wants to join, you know, like the math decathlon. And the, the teacher says, you know, very kindly, but honey, you're you're really not that strong in math. And she said that we know of yet. <laughs> was, it was such a great it was such a great response for so many reasons. But it's it sort of it, it's like I think about that myself when I reflexively say that I'm not good at something and when my kids do it too. Mm-hmm. So you can apply it here. Yes, totally. Uh, okay. So my next idea here is to get your kids in the game with some of the more unusual life skills. So I was just thinking about this because just this week I did number 96 trade in coins for cash at the bank <laughs> with Violet. And, you know, first, well, for one thing, we don't go to the bank, the real bank, actually very often because I do everything on mobile. But she, you know, we had this huge pile of change. We were actually going to do some business around her bank account. And she was very intrigued by the coin monster. And before we went, I enlisted her to help. You know, we have all these giant jars of just random change, loose change. You just toss it in the jar. So we were sorting through the piles and putting everything, all the non-quarters <laughs> into a big bucket to take to the coin monster. And it was so interesting because it actually led to a conversation about like the higher functional value of quarters. You, you know, some parking meters still only take those. And so we need to put them in the car. It just, it was kind of cool. And I think there was like, there's a little level of intrigue and fun about something that's just a little different. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe start if your kids are a little bit resistant, cause they sometimes will be, or they won't want to. And you know, just try to take some of the more unusual non-householdy um, items from the list. That's a great idea. That is such a great idea. And uh, this brings to mind a couple of things. Uh, first of all, the coin monster is adorable. That's an adorable way to think about it. Like nom, 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 <laughs> like, the, like the cookie monster. And then um, the other thing is, you know, those coin star machines that you see in grocery stores? Yeah. Coinstar, just so you know, I didn't realize this. I should probably double check this to see if this is still true. But you have to pay if you want Coinstar to give you money back. But it's free if you dump all your change in there and get a gift card. So it's sort of interesting. You can use Mm -hmm. Coinstar to get a gift card. Now, I actually think it is there is something more worthwhile about taking change to the bank and watching your bank account balance change with all of this, you know, these random coins. But just so you know, Coinstar is also an option. Interesting. Um, and the other funny thing that this brings to mind is that higher functional value of quarters. Um, I took my daughter to the laundromat for the first, not for the first time, but it w- they had these high tech machines that took credit cards. Uh-huh. And 
And I said, well, honey, back in my day, and I was telling her about how we used to have to save quarters for the laundry machine. And so it was it was a good conversation. And I realized was yet another outdated sort of funny thing that has been superseded by tech. Well, that's but funny. Anyway. That's funny you mentioned that because I when I was thinking about this point, I was actually almost mentioned laundry machines, but I'm like, do they do they still require quarters? I don't know. I mean, I lived in a laundry machine, a laundromat, like because our laundry machine was always broken when I was a kid. So we were always at the neighborhood laundromat. And yeah, quarters were a big deal. But there's, there's it's still a situation here. Some meters are not credit card enabled yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that weird? Anyway, um, you know what? I saw an old school cash register the other day, like the kind with the little numbers that pop up. Okay, yeah. anyway, back, reel it back in, Asha, reel it back into the to the focus of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash edit for 25% off. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. My next tip. Um, Oh, I already like said my next tip, but I'll say it again. And that was to reframe life skills learning as move out skills. Um, this actually is this actually is con- connected to what Christine was just talking about when she was saying um, put some of the more unusual skills out in front. Um, you don't even really need to talk to your kids. You don't even need to say the words life skills if you don't want to. You could just say, hey, let's do this thing. It's kind of cool. But um, again, I think that with older kids, if you if you really connect these life skills to their independent adulthood, there is something really meaningful and super motivating for them um, when you do that. So I I think I made my point earlier, but I just think it's it's worth repeating. It is worth repeating. 
Okay, my next tip is to make it a challenge. So part of the reason I designed a printable PDF um, of the life skills was that I figured, you know, hey, kids are competitive. Like, why not make it a fun challenge? So I was thinking if you just have it up on your fridge or something like that, it could just be fun to cross cross stuff off, you know, see how many you can do this summer. Or maybe, you know, you could build in some incentives like say, okay, once we cross 10 skill life skills off the list, we'll do a fun family movie night, something like that, just the same way you would do any kind of sticker challenge or something with your kids. So I just, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a fun thing to do and um, might, might make it a little more exciting even for your kids. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's genius that people should do that. <laughs> I just, I'm suddenly thinking about like the reading challenges through um, the library yeah. and somehow when it's not connected to school, it's way more fun because there's more flexibility and it's not attached to grades or anything. It's just something to do. So mm-hmm. very cool. Um, okay, so my next tip is to encourage other adults in your kid's life to teach them skills. So like, for example, uh, you know, some kids stay at their grandparents for, you know, a period of time during the summer or, um, you know, some kids have, uh, like daycare people that take care of them and, um, whatever other adults in your kid's life. Um, when those folks, um, can, hand your kids the rain sometimes and teach them a few skills. Sometimes it works really, really well. Um, I know that my kids, when they were younger, were resistant to things that I would teach them sometimes and not resistant when somebody else would do it. So it's sort of nice to spread that around a little bit um, to the other adults in their lives. Like some ideas include things like cooking or if they go, say, camping with a friend, they can help set up the tent or If they stay at their grandparents' house, maybe they can do some garden work, that kind of stuff. And you know what? It's always more fun when it's at someone else's house, too. Mm -hmm. I love this point. I'm so glad you brought it up uh, because I think it's awesome. And it also reminds me that uh, just a funny point that there is something about my mom who I really hope you will meet someday. But she 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 kind of is like uh we always, we have a running joke that everybody is on better behavior when Harmony is around. So like, or if we're, if she's at our house or we're at her, her house, everybody's more helpful. They try more different foods. Like just uh-huh. this, it always happens with her. So uh-huh. yeah, it's funny. take advantage of this. Yes. Take advantage you know? of it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's so true. And it's like, oh yeah. Like there's a little bit of social pressure, <laughs> really good social pressure. And that is a really prime time to, you know, slide something like that in there for someone else to do it. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, my last point of this episode is to just start and and don't assume your kid won't do it. I mean, the reason I bring this up is because I have heard from parents repeatedly that they feel like they can't do this sort of thing because their kid is however many years old. And so clearly it's hopeless. And really, this isn't the case. Actually, Asha, you touched on this at the very top of the episode. but you know, it's never too late. You know, you give it a try. It's never too late to start. Just start. Mm. Well, and I will add to that by saying that there are certain skills that are really, really hard when you're seven years old and really, really easy when you're 11 years old. So there is a little bit of a benefit in some ways um, to some of these skills because, you know, it's something that like an 11 year old can pick up a knife a lot more easily and they have more hand-eye coordination and and dexterity. So a lot of these skills are actually easier for kids to learn when they're older anyway. It's the habit of of getting them involved that's a little bit harder. You know, they might be more resistant, 
But, um, you know, keep that in mind. A lot of these skills will be super easy for them to pick up when they're older. Mm. Like, you know, it's funny at this point, I say to my son, you know, like, just go do your own laundry. And he I mean, we've taught him generally over the years, but we haven't taken a lot of time to teach him. And he figures it out, you know, so Mm -hmm. definitely never too late. And um, and and just just do it. It's it's actually pretty fun. Just do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's wrap up this episode. I'm going to just kick off with our, with my, your next edit for the episode, which is to print the list and review it with your kid and ask them to identify a few things they'd like to try to learn first. I just think, I always think, you know, I'm a big fan of like kids needing some control in order to get really engaged. So that's this happening here. You know, who knows? You might be surprised by what they say, and it gives them some agency in the process. Mm-hmm. Good idea. And um, my next edit is, well, it's a little different because you're leading on this, but it's really a different way to think about this list. And that is to think about something that you're currently doing, you, the parent, are currently doing that you would really like to no longer be doing, and you would really love to delegate and Maybe prioritize that as one of the skills that you would like to teach your kids. Um, obviously, it needs to be age appropriate, but kids are a lot more competent a lot earlier than we often give them credit for. So think about what you can slide off of your own list and onto theirs. I am a huge fan of this because that's where the toilet life skills start. It all comes back to toilet I, life skills. I don't want to be all managing the toilet. Back to toilet life skills. <laughs> All right, friends, I hope you found this episode super helpful. You will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned at edityourlifeshow.com. And be sure to drop by our Facebook page to answer the question of the week, which is what life skill do you want? Do you most want your kids to learn this summer? Thanks for listening. Feel like you're the martyr in your family. You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.